Welcome to the CPTA podcast. Defining Moment spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirmed why he or she is a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This is the account in her own words and voice of Marsh Naidu, PT, the owner of Teletherapy Services, LLC, a hybrid physical therapy practice in Dryersburg, Tennessee. She's also the founder of Raising Kellen, Inc., a nonprofit organization geared towards empowering and educating parents who are raising children with developmental delays and disabilities. I've been a physical therapist for 25 years. After graduating from the University of KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa, in my career, I've experienced not just one, but a series of defining moments that have confirmed and reaffirmed my decision to be a part of this profession. One of my defining moments came in 1997 when I arrived in the United States as a travel physical therapist. The pursuit of the American dream was fueled by my desire to contribute to an ecosystem that valued civil liberties and those who were willing to work to uphold them. Even though that belief system has been challenged at times, specifically when diversity and inclusion are viewed as a threat rather than a strength, my perspective of our democracy remains rooted in liberty and justice for all. Through the years, I've had the privilege and opportunity to serve my patients in a variety of healthcare settings. I remember working as an acute care therapist on the orthopedic floor of a hospital when patients undergoing total knee replacements had a three-day post-op inpatient stay, were transferred to rehab, transitioned to home health, and then moved on to outpatient therapy. Now I see those patients being discharged from a surgery center the same day and going to an outpatient clinic 24 to 48 hours later. Innovation, reimbursement, and service delivery certainly have changed. The birth of a baby. In 2008, I met my husband while visiting my parents in South Africa. We married and decided to set up home in South Africa to be close to family. But life had other plans. Our son, Kellen, was born on June 21st, 2012, at 26 weeks, weighing 1.8 pounds and measuring 13.7 inches. When Kellen was diagnosed with cerebral palsy at 14 months, we moved back to the United States. I found a full-time position as a physical therapist in Northwest Tennessee, three hours south of St. Louis, where Kellen received his medical care at the St. Louis Children's Hospital. In the summer of 2019, we traveled back to South Africa to visit family. I presented at a continuing education pediatric seminar at Open Air 
a school in Durban, South Africa for students who were physically challenged. At present, there is no inclusion education model in South Africa. I received positive feedback and was encouraged to share my insights from the parent therapist perspective. As another defining moment in my career, this experience prompted me once I got back home to investigate ways to make resources accessible to parents wherever they lived. I settled on the digital format and started writing. My blog, RaisingKellen.org, evolved into a platform consisting of a podcast and a book titled, What I Wish I Knew Back Then, which I co-authored with three other mothers I met through the blog, Aspen, Baltazo, PTDPT, Dana Kramer, and Lauren Taylor. To sustain the website, we organized as a 501c3 nonprofit in May 2020. The mission of the nonprofit is to create a community focused on reducing the parental anxiety that comes from facing the unknown of raising a child with developmental delay and disability. Our mission is to create a movement that challenges how the world views our children and how our children view the world. I often get asked why I spend so much time working on the website. The answer is simple. I want to pass on the knowledge and create a platform for sharing lived experiences. Raising my son is difficult but not impossible. When I reflect on those early years, I often wonder how different things would have been if I could have connected with parents on a similar journey sooner. Starting a physical therapy practice. In February 2020, I traveled to Denver to participate in the APTA Combined Sessions meeting. My goal was to investigate what was needed to start my private practice in rural Northwest Tennessee with the vision of implementing a hybrid practice focused on providing physical therapist services in the clinic, at the home, and via telehealth. The conference was a game changer and the next defining moment for me. The pre-conference course, Kickstarting Your Private Practice, a day of interactive consulting, got me thinking about the fundamentals of my practice. This included establishing my mission and vision statement, which I continue to cling to during the turbulence of the startup phase of my business. Another session I attended was a course delivered by Mark Mulligan on telehealth. I take some liberty here to paraphrase Mulligan. Don't let telehealth light a fire under you. Be proactive and get in front of it. This was before the onset of COVID-19. And Medicare had not recognized physical therapists as telehealth providers. 
I was disappointed regarding the payment issues, but decided to move forward with my hybrid practice. The next few months were a roller coaster ride. In March 2020, statewide measures were taken to contain the spread of COVID-19 and minimize the devastation of the pandemic. This push toward remote learning and work gave fuel to telehealth as a service delivery model. In May 2020, CMS approved physical therapists as telehealth providers during the public health emergency, which still is in effect as of August 2021. As the year unfolded, many therapists, myself included, faced economic uncertainty. I had to rethink my ideas of renting space, hiring staff, and buying equipment. I pivoted to an ultra-lean practice that called for me to sublease space from another medical provider, offer mobile physical therapy, maximize the use and understanding of my electronic health record system to schedule and perform virtual visits and engage with consultants who were able to help streamline processes and set up systems. Being a PT entrepreneur is brutal. I assume the gambit of roles, including marketer, accountant, scheduler, coder, problem solver and decision maker. Challenges I have encountered in starting my practice involve four areas of mindset, mentorship, finance, and technology. The mindset change from an employee to an entrepreneur is difficult. Working a minimum of 40 hours a week early in my career was a given. And even though changes in payment and employment practices meant fluctuations in my take-home check, it was a guarantee of a tangible income with benefits. As a practice owner, I had no guarantee of income, but the bills do not stop rolling in. There is that inherent fear at the end of the month. What if I can't meet the rent or meet payroll? I am optimistic that this fear will evaporate as the practice grows. As a safety net, I have tried to find other revenue streams to supplement my income while bootstrapping my business. A resource that I found particularly helpful was Stephen Covey's best-selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He coined the thought-provoking phrase, of a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mindset. The scarcity mentality is the self-limiting mindset of waiting for the perfect time and opportunity to present itself before you take action, while the abundance mindset focuses on growth and the willingness to find your opportunities Finding mentorship as the owner of a physical therapy practice and small business owner is not always easy. My experience at APTA CSM gave fruit to a network of physical therapists who I would not otherwise have engaged with. And I'm particularly grateful for the membership of Rebecca Renfro, PT. 
Joining APTA, my professional organization, was essential to access the resources I needed. I think of it as an investment, allowing me to network within my professional community and adding my voice to a collective that drives advocacy and legislative change for the betterment of the profession. Mentorship is not always free. I have worked with pain consultants to help me save time and navigate the daunting startup phase. Like any business, a physical therapy practice is a dynamic living system. Processes are continuously evolving and it is imperative to have two things, people you can call on for advice and the agility to adapt to changes. Finances were a particular challenge for a business starting up in early 2020. My practice was officially registered in March that year, and this excluded me from the federal assistance that would have come from COVID-19 economic injury disaster loans. Loans for a small business with less than two years on its balance sheet, in my experience, has been difficult to obtain. It has taken reaching out to my established relationships in the acute care setting to secure work as an on-call weekend therapist to keep afloat while I've managed my hybrid outpatient practice through the week. Being frugal and evaluating an expense in terms of return on investment has made me think twice before I pull out my credit card. Prioritizing and assigning value to expenses is indeed going a long way toward keeping my startup costs minimal and manageable. Learning to use technology specifically involving telehealth has been a steep learning curve. Virtual care was brought to the forefront during the pandemic and research continues to surface regarding its efficacy. I have been able to take advantage of a growing market of HIPAA compliant, one-click, user-friendly interfaces for engaging with patients virtually. The healthcare technology renaissance also has opened my mind to rethink intake processes and design a workflow that reduces administrative burden and reclaims time for patient treatment. The curveball. Just as I began to hit a semblance of a stride towards the end of 2020, things changed. I tested positive for COVID-19 on January the 2nd, 2021, with the initial symptom of fatigue. My husband tested positive as well, and we both developed symptoms. Mercifully, our son did not. On day 10, I developed a gradual onset of shortness of breath and was admitted with COVID-19 pneumonia. During a 10-day hospital stay, I was managed with radicemia, anticoagulants, antibiotics, and oxygen for breathing support. I went from being able to hold my saturation levels at 6 liters of O2 a minute on nasal cannula on day 13 to a face mask at 10 liters a minute of oxygen 
at FIO2 40% on day 14. COVID-19 is anything but predictable. I was discharged on day 20 and transitioned home for a month of rest and recovery. My takeaway from this experience is that mobility is key. Choosing to move from the bed to the chair and working the lungs with deep breaths that hurt were not easy. I believe my knowledge as a physical therapist helped me survive my severe COVID-19 symptoms. Physical therapists are optimally positioned with our skill set to help patients in their COVID-19 recovery by teaching them techniques needed to maximize their breath as they fight the viral attack. Who better to help patients improve their endurance, manage their dyspnea, perform appropriate exercises, and return to, air quotes, normal life. Another concept reinforced during my illness is that time spent nurturing relationships in the community is always worthwhile. Building this rapport helps establish a network of colleagues who collaborate rather than compete with each other. I am grateful to my colleague, Wendy Smith PT, who with that abundance mindset helped take care of my patients while I recovered. With all the defining moments of my career, the common theme is that with the unexpected comes unprecedented opportunity to find purpose and contribute to meaningful change. I invite you to ask yourself, what are you passionate about? What social justice do you envision? I encourage you to approach this passion from an abundance mindset and use your voice to creatively and constructively advocate for that change. You do not have to do it alone. Network with your peers and friends and find your community. That kind of collaboration is what drives change. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. APT podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.